Hi, and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. I'm Vicky from Social Work Sorted Training and Consultancy. Through this podcast, my blog and social media, I support new social workers from the start of their journey in this incredible career for as long as they need my help. I share skills, knowledge, realistic advice and guidance for practice. Social Work Sorted has always been everything I needed as a newly qualified social worker and I'm so happy to be able to help you understand that whatever your fears or challenges, you are not alone. This is episode two of a mini-series on managing meetings and in this episode I'm going to talk about how you can get ready to chair a social work meeting, which is something that is very intimidating for new social workers and something that you often feel very unprepared for. Chairing a meeting is effectively part of being a leader in social work and so before you go into the process of chairing a meeting, I really want you to reflect on your values, how you want to lead in social work. Before you start to chair a meeting, it's really important to think about the statutory requirement of what you're about to do. So this is probably going to sound really boring, but you need to just read the policy. You need to go back to Working Together 2018, which is statutory guidance if you're listening outside of England. You need to go back to your local authority or your organisational policy so that you understand what you are required to do. You can't just read this once during your induction and expect it to sink in. So go back to your organisational policy or procedures and go through step by step what you are expected to do. That can be a really helpful framework if you're not sure where to start. It also means that when you come up against challenges, having a policy or an answer to refer to can be quite a helpful way to resolve things that don't need to turn into a debate. So I'm referring here, I suppose, to any difficulties or challenges that you might have from other professionals in the multi-agency group. It just means that you've got a really clear set of practice regulations to work from. I know that the work that we do falls in and outside and around of those practice regulations, but as a new social worker, you do need to understand why you do what you do, why the legislation is there, why the statutory guidance is there. Then come back to your value. So are you clear on what you value? And I say this because it's really easy as a new social worker to absorb the attitudes of others around you or to feel pressure from other professionals in inverted commas and be really overwhelmed by a risk-averse environment. And when that happens, you might find yourself practicing in a way that probably doesn't align with your values. So you might value centering children, listening, being open, being empathetic. But if you are in a risk averse environment and you let the other people around you who might be nervous or anxious about risk to overly influence you, it can lead to the meetings that you chair being really heavily risk focused. And for children and families and other people that are attending the meeting, it's, it's their meeting, it's about them. It can be really unhelpful and you leave without a clear plan or clear guidance. And I know that some parents that I've spoken to before have experience of meetings where it feels like people are just sat around a table having a go at them. And it's really important to listen to that experience because whether or not it's intentional, a meeting isn't going to be successful or have positive outcomes if the people that you're trying to help leave it feeling completely deflated. Now, most meetings need to have an agenda. Now, I think this is an interesting word because agenda can mean the order of what is happening or the order of what you're going to talk about in the meeting, but it can also mean someone's hidden intentions and the word agenda is used in that way a lot in social work or people feel like social workers have a certain agenda, which is just a side note on language that I think is important. But when I'm talking about having an agenda in a meeting, I basically mean you thinking about what needs to be talked about during that meeting time. So... 
If the purpose is to review a plan, then you need to talk about that plan. In what order do you need to talk about things? Are you going to start with positives and strengths? Are there any issues that need clarifying that haven't been talked about in a review period? If you don't do this, and I've seen it happen, and I've also done it, you end up with a meeting that feels very vague and very unhelpful, and it turns into a catch-up. People sharing information with no clarity, often the repetition of information with no set outcomes or no solutions, and nothing moves forward. You are chairing the meeting, whether you like it or not. So it is okay for you to share at the start, you know, these are the things that we need to cover. And if you do this intentionally, then it starts to become a habit. And coming back to episode one of this series, when we're looking at preparation and planning, it means that you can talk a child and a parent through that meeting before it happens. So you can say, what I'm going to do is introduce everybody. Then we'll talk about what's going well. We're going to share any celebrations. We will hear the child or the young person's views first and so on. So you can also ask the family and any children what they think the focus needs to be in a meeting. So is there something that they feel hasn't been addressed since the last meeting? Do parts of the plan need to be changed or updated? What do they usually find helpful or unhelpful about that? There are so many power imbalances in meetings, particularly when they are not family-led, when they are social care-led. And if you want to hear a little bit more of that, then go and listen to the podcast that I did with Tim Fisher about family group conferencing. I think there is a real danger or risk of you thinking about an agenda and then thinking, well, I'm in charge of the agenda and then all the responsibility is then going to fall on you rather than you being a facilitator. But I would just encourage you to think about the alternative of doing nothing. So not thinking about an agenda, not thinking about the order of which you need to talk about things, not reflecting on what would be helpful, not reflecting on issues that need to be discussed within a meeting environment. If you don't think about any of that, and if you don't set some kind of tone in the meeting, then there is a risk of drift and people leaving the meeting without clarity, and then you've just wasted time. So a lot to think about, but again, you do your planning, you do your preparation, and then think, okay, what order do I need to discuss things in? What is a priority in this meeting? What is a priority given the amount of time that I've got? How can I set the tone in opening this meeting? Can I start with positives? Can I start with strengths? And also, what would the family like to focus on within this meeting? How can I listen to their experience and bring that in? If you found this helpful, if more podcasts like this would be useful for you in terms of managing meetings, then let me know. All you have to do is send me an email or a message. All my details are in the show notes. And if you found this or any of the other episodes helpful, then I would be so grateful if you could take a couple of seconds to leave a rating or a review. It might seem like a small thing, but it makes such a difference. Before I end, I would invite you to take a moment for yourself Again, another thing that you can do at the start of any meeting before you introduce an agenda, before you introduce what you're going to be talking about, close your eyes if you feel comfortable. And if you can, and if it feels okay, then take a deep breath. Enjoy a moment of calm. Thank you so much for listening and take care.